Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Matt Wolf, Vice President of Communications with GNO Inc. joins us. You will recall we visit with uh, members from GNO Inc. Uh, at this hour every Wednesday of every week, and we appreciate saying, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Newell. And I'm, I'm sorry Michael wasn't able to make it today. He's, uh, he's in Neptune right now. He's in Neptune. Neptune Pass. Neptune Pass on the river. Uh, Neptune Pass on the river. Okay. He's gone down yeah. there to see if it's uh, creating any land, I guess. Huh? Exactly. He's there to see it. Uh, boots on the ground. See, see what the work being done there is right now. It's a little chilly down at Neptune Pass this morning, I'm sure. But uh, I'm oh, sure he's... Yeah, so there, there's zero jealousy from my end. I, I, I don't know that this would be the day that I would choose to do it, but um, I'm sure they're seeing great sights. Exactly. Uh, Matt, uh, I happened to drive out uh, past the airport just yesterday, that new ramp being opened. That thing seems to be functioning very, very well. Um, there was like no delays, traffic moving. They, they're still doing some flat work along the interstate area. But, you know, I, I know it was a little bit of an impediment, a little bit of an inconvenience. But, man, it is so nice when you just see those cars zipping over that over that overpass, right? Oh, it, it, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it's funny because I know that it, it, it was a, a lot of uh, there was a lot of grief being made over, over the flyover not being done. You know, when the when the airport terminal reopened, I, I you know, am in and out of there a lot. I didn't really find it to be that big of a problem. But I'll right. tell you, now that the flyover is done, I'm, <laughs> I'm realizing how much better it, it, it could have been. And I know that they're happy to have it. And it just makes that to and from travel so much easier. So you be spoiled again then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've got it good. We've got it good once again. Uh, absolutely. Now, there's another project that's going on. It just completed, uh, just they celebrated the completion of $50.8 million taxway, taxiway extension project airport. Tell us about that. Right. So, so this is another one of those things where, you know, these little incremental changes just make your airport experience so much easier. So think about when you're pushing back from the gate, you need to get to your runway or vice versa. You've just landed here at MSY. You know, you're ready to get to the gate, get exploring either New Orleans if you're a visitor or coming back home. You, you, you're right now it's been a little bit difficult to cross uh, some of the runways, you know, which are active with, with takeoffs and landings because the, the taxiway wasn't really built to accommodate where the terminal is now. Well, this extension um, actually brought the taxiway around 1,500 feet to the west. 
So it means that a lot of those flights that are coming in and out of New Orleans can actually go around the, the runways, which just, again, makes it so much quicker for you to get from the gate to the air or vice versa from the gate to, to or from the runway to your gate because you're not trying to cross a busy intersection. Um, you know, kind of interesting that, you know, these are now the, the two heaviest intersections that, that impacted your travel to and from the airport, both on the road and, and the runway. So um, this is going to be great, and it's going to make it um, easier for travelers and more attractive for airlines. You want to keep everything on time. Now, this was something that was planned, right? It was staged. They knew that this was going to be a challenge and that they would just come back at a later time in, in order to address it. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, you know, as opposed to you know, things that may happen throughout the city where, you know, permitting may be a little bit easier. Um, I do know that whenever you're trying to make uh, changes to the way that aircraft travel on on the premises of an airport, the the scrutiny that you have to go under from the FAA is is pretty heavy because they just want to make sure that you are approaching every element of it correctly, that, you know, you're you're future-proofing for these planes that are getting bigger and, and, um, you know, increased traffic, et cetera. So it is a little bit more of a rigorous process. And, of course, you know, money was an element of it as well. But, yes, this this was always – the plan it just it's a little bit harder to turn those keys and then then maybe some other projects maybe absolutely a big uh office building project on the north shore uh, seems to come to fruition right i i you know it's funny i i love this kind of story because on the surface it looks like you know not that really uh, of a big deal it's an if it's office building we have those all over the place but there are a few things I really love about this story, the first of which is, you know, the two big partners in this project, uh, Sterling Property Management and Kent Design and Build, you know, they're moving their headquarters into this. And I think, you know, anyone who has run a business or, or, or helps lead a business understands that, especially when you're serving clients like these two companies are, often your needs come last, you know, because you're so busy helping other people with, with what they need, you often neglect yourself. So the fact that these are two companies, Sterling's been around for 40 years, Kent's been around for almost 30 years, they've decided to reinvest in themselves, I think just speaks to their health, which obviously means that the jobs within those companies are, are well protected. I think, I think secondly, you know, doubling down on the North Shore is just a, a real indicator that that's a market that is high demand. They're essentially saying this is where we need to be and it's where we need to actually have a better presence here. But even bolting onto that, the fact that they are building space for other tenants to move into there on the North Shore just speaks to what they're hearing from potential clients and tenants of projects that they're working on. Um, you know, it's, it's really kind of a, a double win there. And then last, you know, in what we do in economic development, just having another new site in our region is, is extremely attractive. So, you know, I know that um, Josh Flagg on our team who leads our business development team, as soon as he gets back in town, he's going to be sending some emails to prospects that are thinking about the New Orleans area and are looking for exactly this type of new office construction in our region and and love being in in a market like uh, exists on the North Shore. Yeah, because there there are market conditions right now that are favorable to be over there, right? I mean, their homeowners insurance is less, flood is less, number of things are less, and you get more house for the money. 
on the North Shore than you can at the present time on the South Shore. Right. And, and look, the, the, I think the, when you think about the business layout of how things are structured on the North Shore, it, it's not uncommon to have, you know, what you might call bedroom communities outside of, of your city center in really any given market around the country. So, you know, it's always important for us to have a variety of real estate available in this market because everybody's needs are very different. And not to say that we want to be the, the cheesecake factory and have everything possible on the menu. You do want to have options, uh, you know, because every company, you know, has different reasons for, for coming to the region. And many are attracted to the North Shore for exactly the reasons that you that you described. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, pivot uh, back to um biotechnology uh, presence here in the city. Healing on a chip, Obatala Sciences, what's that about? Yeah, well, I'm just going to preemptively say that, uh, medically speaking, I'm probably going to say some things out loud that are a little bit wrong, but I I think I get the basics of it. Um, So from what I understand is, uh, Obatala Sciences, which which has been here in New Orleans for a while, they're, they're thriving and, and they're doing great work in, in that space. Um, back in 2021, they uh, they adopted some patents, licensed some patents from Harvard University, and those patents are focused on um, microphysiological systems. And so, essentially, what what they're doing is is they're mimicking human biology human biology rather than actually using like human cells, if that makes sense. And mm-hmm. so this this new development that they have, it, it's a new technology that it, it helps scientists better understand the human tissues without necessarily using human tissue, tissues. And it, it's going to allow them to test out um, treatments on essential organs, how they can treat metabolic diseases, including obesity and diabetes, which are obviously skyrocketing uh, ailments that that are hitting not only the United States, but the globe. And so essentially, this new offering, which they're calling the Obacell Obesity on a Chip Service, it 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 reproduces the physiology of obese patients in a lab in a way that was just never done possible. And so um, by doing it on a chip, you overcome some of the limitations that um, are required for larger equipment um, and culturing, you know, more cells to, to perform that testing. And I, I know that's pretty technical, but essentially it, it's it's making it easier to run tests on treatments that will allow uh, to help solve our, our obesity issues. But this is good for the area because of the nature of what they do, the uniqueness of what they do, and you don't see this in many areas of the country, right? Absolutely. And, and look, we want to be a market where companies like Obatala feel like not only do they have a chance to survive, but that they have a chance to um, attract talent to, to work here. And so I know that they are you know, employing graduates of Louisiana schools, and they're you know, pushing really the bleeding edge of, of what's being done in, in what right now is, is a very hot market uh, in, in when it comes to obesity treatment. Um, and I know that the Food and Drug Administration has also um, made it easier for companies like this to use data from these types of, of, of chips that uh, Obatala is using here. 
Let's uh, pivot to a building in Gretna, a 113-year-old structure right there on UAP Long Avenue. used to drive by it almost every day. Uh, it is going to uh, be renovated and reimagined and re-engineered into something else. Tell us about that. Yes. Well, th- th- this is something that's actually been in, in the works for a while. I know that, um, you know, Sioux leaders have, have recognized that they've got this asset in a, in a very attractive part of town. Old Gretna is, is somewhere that, you know, everyone wants to be. That it, it's, it's attractive. They've got some great food destinations, et cetera. But I think they, that what leaders have recognized is that there hasn't really been a, a home for, for companies who may be wanting to grow there. Well, they're they're taking that building and they're going to be building a co-working space. It's going to have you know conference rooms. It's going to have um, spaces that you can rent you know either by the day or by the week, so that you're not stuck in kind of a long-term lease situation. It means that innovation is going to happen there in downtown Gretna. And I know that they're uh, forward-thinking enough to know that they also need to have a first-floor market, um, you know, that's going to have you know light food and specialty items, so that you know again. Even though there are restaurants nearby, sometimes it's tough as you're trying to build your company to take the time to step away from the desk and, and go very far. Well, they can just go downstairs, grab a quick bite. Um, it's going to make it a lot easier. And I do know that the German American Cultural Center and Museum, which is on the in the same building, is still going to remain there. Yeah, I think it's in the uh, back half, if my memory serves me correct. But I hadn't been over right, there in a yes. while. But it's a great, you know, it's a great you, space in a great building. Well, and what I also really like about it is, as you know, there there's so many um, parish buildings in, in that area, government buildings specifically. It means that it's going to be easy to bring um, city leadership into the space to see the companies that are growing into that co-working space because we know what it's going to be. It's going to be smart startups and small businesses or potentially companies who are visiting the area from out of town. And for, for there to be the opportunity for lawmakers to quickly pop in, see the fruits of, of their labor and, and, and what the results of their investments into this building will be uh, makes it a lot easier. If we, you know, if it was you know 10, 20 miles away, it would be difficult to do that. But this is blocks away from from the buildings that they're spending their time anyway. Gulf Coast Bank is about to embark upon a double dose of green. How does that work? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, they, I, I think they've been covering the the green money aspect of, of business pretty well for years now. Guy Williams and, and their team over there have been. Uh, growing a great community bank here in the Greater New Orleans area, but um, their new branch in Elmwood is going to be able to operate off the grid. Um, it's a it's a solar powered branch. They're going to have backup battery storage um, because, as we know, we get we get a lot of rain or, or cloudiness. Maybe not this past summer, but you know, generally speaking, the sun isn't always the most reliable uh, source of energy. But you know, having that battery b- backup is uh, going to make this you know really a very environmentally friendly and low carbon. Um, facility in Jefferson Parish in in Elmwood. I think it changes a little bit about what um, their future looks like to to invest in these. It means that they don't have to uh, really think about uh, any of our weather weather conditions, and it means that they know that they're, you know, accepting the moral responsibility to to use uh, a more energy-efficient way of operating business. And, you know, I can say that, you know, they were already obviously building a new branch. So when you're already spending money making a retrofit into 
using solar isn't as big of a leap as if you're taking a, a legacy building and you're trying to change it over. Um, and I know that guy is uh, interested in doing this at, at more locations as well. So th- this may be the first, but it probably won't be the last. I look forward to it because I think whatever his experience will be, he'll be honest about it, right, as to what, what, what will actually happen there and what oh, they have absolutely. to modify and the workarounds and everything else. So I, I look forward to hearing him tell the story. Well, it, it, that's, that's, I mean, that's the silver lining there is you're right. He, he, if this goes as planned, which we're very optimistic it will, he's going to be a staunch advocate for this. And I think that what you're going to see is he's going to help other business owners in, in, the, in the region understand what they could be doing to, again, be less reliant on external resources, but also be uh, environmentally friendly at the same time. So he'll, he'll be a staunch advocate for this, and you'll probably see other businesses make similar switches in the future. Now, we're also celebrating in innovation in another way, Nolivate Black. Tell us about that, or, that uh, project. Yes. So at the moment, they're accepting nominations for what is now their sixth annual NOLA Tech 30 campaign. And and what that campaign does is it recognizes 30 leaders in the technology space in New Orleans for 30 days. And, And specifically, they're looking to celebrate individuals who are changing the culture in tech in New Orleans. Um, they are currently accepting nominations. Um, they're, they're really looking for those innovators and trailblazers and tech in the Greater New Orleans region. They're, they're wanting to celebrate people who are elevating the, the areas of tar- tech, art, and culture. And, you know, we've still got time to, to make nominations. December 4th is, is the cutoff. And, you know, again, this is their sixth year. So, you know, they've been able to properly recognize some some significant individuals uh, in the growing digital media landscape here in New Orleans. I know that uh, Nolivate Black is committed to uh, making this a destination for uh, companies and individuals who want to work in the technology space, and the best way to do that is showcase who is here today. Absolutely, and it sounds like another exciting project. Uh, that you guys are participating in. All right, we've got to get to a break. When we come back, you have a special guest. We'll let you introduce that special guest when we return. We're visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications with GNO, Inc. We will be right back, folks. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We are visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications, GNO Inc., and he brings with him a special guest in the back half of this hour. Matt? Yes, uh, I am very pleased to welcome uh, Francisca Troutman. She is the co-founder of Glass Half Full, which is a local glass recycling company. And I'm I'm just really glad that she's here to tell her story of growing a company from, you know, kind of an idea in college into one that is now getting some national recognition uh, that is as big as Kendall Jenner. And I'll let her talk about that a little bit, but we're really glad to have her on the show today. Francesca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So tell us about um, you you guys run a unique recycling company. Tell us a little bit about what Glass Half Full does. Yeah, so Glass Half Full kind of started like like most good ideas over a bottle of wine in (laughs) 2020. We were drinking a bottle of wine and realized that that bottle was going to end up in a landfill because we didn't have adequate glass recycling here. And we just kind of rolled with the idea of collecting and recycling glass in New Orleans any way we could. And since 2020, we've, we've grown into a full-scale glass recycling company. We collect and process glass right here in New Orleans, and we mostly turn it into sand that we use for coastal restoration. How does that work? How how does that become something that you can utilize for coastal restoration? Yeah, we essentially have a huge crushing mechanism, um, a lot of pieces of machinery that we feed the glass into. It crushes it. It rounds out the edges, separates anything non-glass, and then kind of separates it into different sizes. So we get like really fine sand, we get a coarse sand, and then sort of like a gravel-like material. And then each of those kind of has its specific use cases. And I would guess the the edges of it get rounded out, smoothed out. So like sand, when you walk on it, it feels like sand? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's most people's first question. Is it sharp or will it cut me? So it's definitely different than if you just crushed up glass yourself. The edges are rounded. It really feels just like sand. Having cut myself with glass several times, it doesn't feel so good. So what is it? Is there a benefit of this type of sand, glass sand versus regular sand? Is it compact? Is there a compaction difference or anything like that? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a lot of unique properties about recycled glass sand as opposed to um, what you might call regular sand, like silica sand or what we would dredge up from like the Mississippi River. Um, so recycled glass sand, firstly, we can kind of engineer it to have properties that we want it to have. So, for example, um, we can create whatever size grain sand we need. And so in Louisiana, that's really nice because most of our sand is super fine. It's super silty. And so we can create a coarser sand, which is really beneficial in terms of coastal restoration because um, it'll, it won't erode as quickly. So that's just one example Another example is that, uh, not to get too into the weeds with the science of it, but um, recycled glass sand is made up of an amorphous silica as opposed to a crystalline silica. 
which is much safer in terms of health and safety. Um, and so a lot of industries like sandblasting will prefer recycled glass sand as opposed to a regular sand because it's much safer to breathe. But it, uh, Francesca, is it uh, something, uh, where, is it more beneficial to beat back coastal erosion in, in some respect? Yeah, so it definitely depends on the use case. So we've been utilizing it um, for uh, planting and restoring marsh grasses in which it's been extremely beneficial. Um, like I said, we can create a coarser sand so plants can have an easier time taking root in that as opposed to our usual very like muddy fine sand. Um, so that's just one example. We also use it as sort of the, a barrier to prevent wave action and to trap sediment. Um, and so in that case, it's also much more beneficial to, to regular sand in those specific restoration cases. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. How, how many, uh, what is the output? What are you able to produce? So uh, a 16-ounce bottle can produce how much sand in, in that process? Or is there some measurement that you have that the listening audience could kind of uh, identify with as to what it takes to produce it? Yeah, so um, throughout our process, we have about a 5% loss. So about 95% of what we put in will come out as a sand that we can utilize for, for various purposes. Um, and that loss is mostly like labels will come out, um, caps and corks and things like that, as well as a small amount of glass in that, in that loss process. So in a given year, you guys are producing millions of pounds of sand or? Exactly. We're collecting around 4 million pounds of glass per year right now from the New Orleans area. We just started um, collecting from the North Shore, some areas on the North Shore, as well as Baton Rouge. Um, but since 2020, we've been mostly in the New Orleans region and have diverted a little over 6 million pounds of glass so far. So, and... and where do y'all see this ending? I mean, as your capacity right now with the equipment that you have, how much more throughput could you have? Yeah, so we're currently in a 40,000-square-foot facility on Louisa Street around Louisa and Almanaster, and we're definitely pushing it to its limits. We're starting to grow out of it a little bit, which is shocking because when we moved in there, it just felt like such a huge space, um, but we've um, been pushing that to its limits. We think we can at least double our capacity from what we're doing now in that specific facility. Um, but we're already making plans to build out an even bigger facility that would be 20 times the current capacity. So really planning to scale up in the next couple years and just collect and recycle as much glass as possible from the region. What would you say is the biggest impediment to y'all's growth right now? So it's definitely always been capital. Um, it's definitely a capital-intensive business. We have a lot of machinery and vehicles that we need to invest in. We currently employ 15 people, so it's also a good amount of labor that we need um, to be able to recycle all of this glass. And so capital has definitely been a big hurdle to try to raise enough money to seek out um, you know, different opportunities for us to expand. But we're hoping that... Uh, by the end of the year, we'll have the capital necessary to, to really scale up. 
And you derive your glass mostly from recycled bins that are running recycling programs, or how does that work? So we collect three main ways. We have free drop-offs all across New Orleans where anyone can bring us their glass. So we have, like, one at our facility on Louisa and Almanaster. We have um, partnerships with the libraries. So we have a few at the various libraries across town. Um, and then we also have pickup programs. So we have commercial pickups where we'll pick up from bars and restaurants and hotels and then residential pickups. So if people don't want to have to bring their glass to a drop-off, we'll come and pick it up right from their door. Um, and we do that in Orleans, Jefferson, North Shore, and Baton Rouge. How receptive have the commercial establishments been to uh, enter into this partnership with you guys? They've been incredible, honestly. We have some really great partners from dive bars like Snake and Jake's to huge um, wine bars like Bacchanal, um, as well as hotels. It's been really, really incredible to see how much support there's been. Um, I think it helps that with some of these clients, we can actually save them money on their waste costs. Um, so we can divert one of the heaviest materials from their waste, which is glass. Um, and right. so that's definitely encouraging for some of those uh, clients. And is there a better kind of glass, like a wine bottle versus a liquor bottle versus a soft drink bottle? Um, we don't discriminate in terms of glass bottles. We definitely love them all. Um, what's cool is that whatever color the bottle is, that's the color the sand will be. So we love crushing up blue bottles. It creates a really pretty blue sand. Um, green bottles will create green sand. So that's definitely cool to see, but we love, we love all glass bottles. <laughs> but the chemical composition of those, no matter what's in them, wine versus soft drink are pretty much the same. Yeah, pretty much the same. Very, very small differences in terms of what's used to color the bottles, but all of those are, are naturally, you know, occurring materials. So you and your co-founder were just named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list for social impact. How did that happen? And that, that had to be a mind blower, huh? I mean, that, that's incredible. Yeah. Yes, it was definitely incredible news. I got the email at, I think, like 6.30 in the morning yesterday, and I thought it was spam. Um, I thought someone was trying to like, get, get my social security number or something. Um, because, yeah, I really only got one email a couple of months ago saying that we were nominated and asking for a little more information. And then I got the news yesterday morning, and that was kind of it. And... Um... So, what? And that's how you found out was just through that email. I mean, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Just an email saying we made the list, and then you know, sending some some follow up information for a celebration event and the link to the article, and and that was that. It was so exciting, really incredible to be recognized in in that kind of prestigious way. Now, is there a purchaser of the end product that we're using out there in coastal erosion? Is like the CPRA so, or somebody buying this material from you? So at this point, we've done all of our coastal projects through grants. So some with CPRA, um, most of them with the National Science Foundation and Tulane University. 
Um, since a lot of these have really been demonstration projects, so it's been grant funded to this point, but we foresee in the future being able to to fully uh, yeah sell the product to various partners like CPRA or um, other companies doing coastal restoration work. Is it cheaper or more expensive than silica sand? We are trying to match or be cheaper than silica sand. That's definitely the goal. Um, right now, it's more costly for us to produce sand just because of the scale we're at. But with mm-hmm. the uh, plan to scale up and invest in more efficient machinery, we'll be able to bring that cost down to be extremely competitive with, with normal sand you might buy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got to get to a break. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. We're visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications, GNO Inc., as well as Francesca Troutman, founder and CEO of Glass Half Full, converts glass into sand for coastal restoration projects. And they've just been named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list for social impact. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Matt Wolf, VP of Communications, GNO Inc., and Francesca Troutman, founder and CEO of Glass Half Full. They're a recycling company that converts glass into sand for coastal restoration projects, and they just made the Forbes 30 Under 30 list for social impact today. Francesca, I'm getting a number of texts of people wanting to know, is there a contact number? How can they get their glass to you? Um and alike. Yes, we would love everyone's glass. Um, most of that information is on our website, glasshalffull.co.co. So just, uh, just the word glasshalffull.co and have all of that information. I have a number of folks that um, they say, what about broken glass? Can they bring broken glass in? Yes, absolutely. That's one of the benefits of our program is that we crush it up anyway. So any kind yeah. of glass, broken or not. And I don't know why they asked this question. Maybe there's something unique about these uh, glass jars. Pickle jars. No, nope, we love pickle jars. Yeah, any kind of food <laughs> or beverage or even candle jar. <laughs> so, so there's no discriminating on the, on the glass from y'all's perspective over exactly. there. Any exactly. and all glass, right? Yeah, we also don't judge how many wine bottles or liquor bottles you bring, so don't worry about that either. (laughs) What goes in the container stays in the container and all the stories as well, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, being that that's how the company got started was over a glass, a bottle of wine, right? (laughs) 
Exactly. A bottle or two, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Francesca, um, what's your experience been in, in growing this company here in the city of New Orleans? Honestly, it's been incredible. I mean, there's obviously unique challenges about growing a business here in New Orleans, but I think the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. And one of the main positives we've experienced here is just the sense of community here. Um, Since starting in 2020, we've always had the support of so many people in the community who've been waiting for a glass recycling program and, um, you know, willing to lend their advice and their expertise. And I've just been blessed with so many incredible mentors um, who've helped me along the way. So really, no complaints here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on the recognition and the work that y'all do. We really appreciate that. And Matt, I'll give you the final thoughts. Well, you know, look, seeing the the accomplishments that are are being uh, celebrated here with Glass House Full, I think just demonstrates that New Orleans is a great place for people who have big ideas and want to create change. And um, luckily, we're a community that is is supportive of those ideas, and uh, we get to see these highlighted on a very high national scale. So we're very proud uh, of what our market was able to create here. Absolutely. Uh, to both of y'all, keep up the great work. I mean, these, these are great. I love these stories. They're such, you know, I had no idea you could make glass into sand. <laughs> I mean, it's just. It, it <laughs> now makes, you know. Yeah, now I know. And it makes perfect sense, too. You know, it's just such a great way to recycle that and, and, and to make it work for us. I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing. But have a great week. We really appreciate your time, your insight for joining us uh, today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. All righty. We'll be right back, folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us. Folks, you will recall that a number of members of the military who refused to take the COVID-19 shot were let go, right? And they were dishonorably discharged in many cases, and um, they still have that stain on their record in spite of the fact that there are a lot of shortages in the military right now just recently they started writing letters to those folks giving them the opportunity to cure their personnel record if they come back to the military now it would seem to me that in light of everything that's been uncovered since then we would cure their record without even involving them right wouldn't that make sense And then maybe when you send out an invitation of having any thoughts of coming back, they might be more receptive to serve this great country of ours if they thought they were being treated a little more fairly by taking it on the front end and curing the record as opposed to waiting till they come in. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.